Holy God, author of the Word made flesh, to whom belongs both the first Word and the last, open us to your Spirit, that as the Scriptures spoken and your Word proclaimed, we may be comforted, convinced, and changed to the glory of Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. And let God's people say, Amen. Our reading today comes from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 1, verses 39 through 56. Mary got up and hurried to a city in the Judean highlands. She entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. With a loud voice, she blurted out, God has blessed you above all women, and he has blessed the child you carry. Why do I have this honor that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Happy is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill the promises he made to her. Mary said, With all my heart I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on everyone will consider me highly favored because the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He shows mercy to everyone. From one generation to the next, who honors him as God. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel, remembering his mercy, just as he promised to our ancestors, to Abraham, to Abraham's descendants forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then returned to her home. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. A record of the ancestors of Jesus Christ, son of David, son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron was the father of Aram. Aram was the father of Amenadad. Amenadad was the father of Nashon. Nashon was the father of Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz was the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed was the father of Jesse. Jesse was the father of David, the king. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon was the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam was the father of Abijah. Abijah was the father of Asaph. Asaph was the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was the father of Joram. Joram was the father of Uzziah. Uzziah was the father of Jotham. Jotham was the father of Ahaz. Ahaz was the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah was the father of Manasseh. Manasseh was the father of Amos. Amos was the father of Josiah. Josiah was the father of Jeconiah and his brothers. This was at the time of the exile to Babylon. After the exile to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel. Shealtiel was the father of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was the father of Abuid. Abuid was the father of Eliakim. Eliakim was the father of Azor. Azor was the father of Zadok. Zadok was the father of Achim. Achim was the father of Eliud. Eliud was the father of Eleazar. Eleazar was the father of Mathan. Mathan was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called the Christ. There are a lot of names in that genealogy. 
but of special attention we have been paying the five women that normally women do not appear in genealogies. And so we have talked about the various women that have been part of this genealogy. That we talked about Tamar and her persistence in making sure that the promise was kept to her. We talked about Rahab and the fact that she was a shunned outsider who became the salvation of a people. And Ruth, who leaves behind everything to become part of the Israelites. And this last week we talked about Bathsheba, who came from unusual circumstances into the genealogy, but helped to make sure that everything happened how it was supposed to happen. And today we come to the most well-known member of this genealogy. And that is Mary, the mother of Christ. And the interesting thing to me is that we don't know a lot about Mary. We like to think we know a lot about her because we go, well, it was Jesus' mom, so we must know a lot, but we don't really know all that much. But today's scripture from Luke gives us a great insight into the kind of person she was and the kind of mother she would have been. Because she is here in the most unusual of circumstances. Circumstances that would have caused a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. Because Mary is pregnant. And the problem is that she's pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Which means that she's pregnant before she's married which means that she could bring a lot of problems to her family. She could bring a lot of problems to her marriage, which could fall apart before it ever really gets a chance to begin. And it could cause a lot of problems in her life in general because she would be suddenly looked down upon as somebody who has messed up everything. She could be shunned from her family. She could be ostracized from all of society. And yet Mary doesn't enter with a woe is me, why are you doing this to me attitude. Too often when we are in dire straits, we go, God, why are you doing this to me? Mary's response is a little different. She sings God's praises. In the midst of all the trouble and all the confusion, Mary's thoughts are, The Lord has blessed me and the Lord is with me and the Lord is going to do wonderful things because we have seen what the Lord is capable of. And Mary's focus moves very quickly onto justice. That the lowly are going to be raised up and honored by God and that the proud are going to be brought low. Kings will be pulled off their thrones. Those who are hungry will be filled with good things. Those who are rich will walk away empty-handed. That the people who have little will be given much, and the people who have much will find they have nothing. And as I read these words, I realized that this foretells the kind of mother that Mary is going to be. Because everything that she says is echoed throughout Christ's ministry. 
that she raises her child with these thoughts in mind. That wherever you go, God is there. And wherever God is, humbly serve, because God will be the one that lifts you up. Or as we're told later, the first will be last, and the last will be first. Except we see it here, in the very opening of Luke. That concept foretold before Christ ever enters into ministry. Because his mother Mary believes in it with all her heart. And Mary shows us something that we have seen time and again with the women included in Jesus' genealogy. A strength through faith. Mary could have gone and tried to hide. She could have gone and said, well, God's doing this to test me and everything God is doing is so hard and I don't know why He's doing this to me. And instead, she goes, well, God's chosen me. I don't really know how I'm going to get through all this, but I know that God's going to be there, so I'm going to try to get through it with God. And if God's chosen me, it must be for something good because God is good. And she flips that whole idea on its head that it's not God is doing something to her, it's that God has chosen her. Even if it might cause a little bit of difficulty now, she's happy to know that God's there. And she firmly believes that if God's doing it, it must be good. That there will be good that comes of it, no matter what difficulties she may struggle through. And that's the kind of strength that we fail to see in so many people. Biblical accounts give us all sorts of people who the moment that something goes wrong, give up the cry of God is great, and the cry becomes, woe is me, what did I ever do to God to deserve this? And yet here is young Mary. ready to praise the Lord of every fiber of her being, ready to sing His praises, glorify His name, and talk about the justice that she hopes to see in this world with firm faith that God will deliver. Because she rests on the promise that God will always be there. And we see all of this echoed throughout Christ's ministry. Mary talks about those who are hungry being filled with good things. Christ tells us, feed the hungry and the Lord will invite those who have nothing to his table. Mary talks about the proud being brought low and the humble being exalted. Christ tells us that the last will be first and the first will be last because those who build themselves up will get knocked down and those who have made themselves low will be brought high. That leaders will be pulled from their thrones because no one is above God. And above all, Mary knows that God's mercy is there for everyone. 
Mary sets the tone. Her words and her actions set the tone for what Christ's ministry will be. And I think it's a strong reflection that her faith was so strong. Because she knew that God was going to do good things. Even if she couldn't see the good that very moment, even if she wasn't sure exactly how all of it was going to happen, even if she had no clue what God's plan was, she didn't have to know. She didn't have to know because she trusted that God would see her through. And Mary's faith, much like the other women that we have discussed in this genealogy, was strong enough to overcome the doubts and the fears. Her faith was strong enough to overcome whatever worries there might have been. Her faith said, God will take care of you. No matter what other people say, God's going to be there. And she echoes that same thing that we have heard time and again. Tamar could have given up and said, well, I wasn't given the husbands that I was promised and everything will end here. But her faith said, carry on and God will make things right. And they were. Rahab could have just worried that she would die with everyone else. She could have turned over the Israelites and said, well, maybe this will get me favor, but instead her faith was that if God had overturned other nations, then she would see that God was going to do it again and she would rather be on the side of God than anywhere else. And her faith saved her whole family. We see it in Ruth. That Ruth gives up her homeland. She gives up everything she has to follow her mother-in-law, and to follow God. And God takes care of her. We see it in Bathsheba. That of everything that happens to Bathsheba, all the things that she endures, faith carries her through, that she faithfully puts her son on the throne. That she doesn't just give up and sit on the sidelines, but she remembers that if God is with her, she must do what is right. And we see all of those things encompassed in Mary. Because Mary firmly believes in God's sense of justice, of doing the right thing, of helping those in need, of listening to what it is God asks of us, and responding, Lord, here I am, and I'm going to to do whatever it is you need me to do. And their strength and their courage and their faith is reflected throughout all of Christ's ministry. Because they become examples of how to keep faith and how to endure even when things aren't going exactly how you had planned even when things seem difficult, even when things seem like they are the end of everything, keep faith because God is still there. And that's the message I take away from these five accounts. 
don't lose hope. Don't give up on God because God hasn't given up on you. Don't think that just because you aren't sure how things are going to turn out, that God's not going to be there to see you through. Because we don't always have to know how the story ends to know that it ends with God being right there with us. Stay strong. Have faith. And know that whatever happens, you go in God's mercy and God's grace. That's the message that we get from these courageous women and the message that is repeated throughout Christ's ministry. That best of all, God is with us. Even when we're not sure how to see Him, He is there. Even when we're not sure exactly how to call on Him, He is there waiting for us. And even when we think everything is done, God reminds us, He's always got something more. So have faith. And know that God is there, always and forever. Amen.